definitely, if you're fresh out of something, and I say this because I don't follow this advice, <laughs> you don't jump on the first thing that comes around. In my case, the first six things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like the outburst laughter. <laughs> well, you know, Jay, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Norianne, and you're listening to my podcast, Cupid's Arrow Hurts More Than a Root Canal, brought to you by Eternally Bored Productions, real relationship stories by real people. I feel like it's been a long time since I've been back. Oh, sorry, that was the ex texting me. I feel like it's been a long time since I've actually been here. Um, haven't seen Jay in a while, so it's good to see Jay again. Looking great as ever. Of course. Jay's all spiffied up tonight in his nice little sweater vest and How's it work? Every <laughs> and everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, so so it's good to be back here giving you these wonderful podcast episodes again. So tonight, thinking about just like that, it's over. Uh, years of investing your love, your time and effort into someone and it's down the drain. Maybe some of you are currently going through a breakup right now, or you've experienced a painful breakup in the past. Uh, You've felt devastated, uh, hurt, you feel alone, especially if it's around the holidays, it's even worse. Uh, I'm sure Jay can can relate to some of what I'm saying. No, I don't relate to any of that. Well, not yet. He doesn't. (laughs) But this episode is for you. It's some tips for getting over breakups and heartache. Uh, What was your worst breakup? Well, I'll share with you a little bit of mine. My worst breakup, let's just call him Anakin. That will be his name. Uh, He was a big Star Wars fan, so that's why I'm choosing that. Plus, he said he wanted to name our kid at one time, Anakin, if we ever had a kid. But anyways, that's a whole other story. Um, Let's just say Anakin was my worst breakup. We lived together. We were together for about three and a half years. Um, everything was was fine. We lived in a beautiful townhome. Things were good. We worked together. I could say like we were best friends. You know how people say, oh, he's like my best friend. Well, this was him. He was like my best friend. I mean, we had so much in common. We never got sick of each other. And then one day I found out he was cheating on me with his high school sweetheart. I was devastated. I was shocked. I couldn't believe what I was hearing or seeing. It's like someone ripped my heart out of my chest, stabbed it, stomped on it, and then ate it. That's what I, that's what I felt like, to be honest. The hardest thing about that was that I technically still had to live with him for another two to three months for financial reasons until I could kind of figure out what I had to do. Um, So I was putting myself in a very awkward situation, you know, being awake at night, not able to sleep and hearing him come home at three in the morning, wondering where he's been or who he's been with. Or in. Or in, exactly. Um, You know, that was that was torture. Um, But one day I was finally able to get some help from some friends and family, pack up my stuff, move out, see ya, pay the rent yourself. That's pretty much what what I did. The funny thing about that though was that since he was a big Star Wars fan, I remember when I was packing all my stuff, he was at work and I saw his whole collection of Star Wars figures just sitting there. 
He adored these things. He spent so much money on them, never on me, but always on the Star Wars characters. I just wanted to get them and crush them or throw them away. Like, I just really wanted to do that. Tell me you did that. But I didn't. I, I don't know why, looking back at it now, I think somehow I pitied him in some way. I, I really don't know why. But yes, I, I remember that when I packed all my stuff. So basically, I had to, like, rearrange my whole life. I had to give up the dog that we shared. That was really sad. We had to split furniture. You know, it, it wasn't easy having to do all that. Um, I had to go live with my parents for a while. And I remember that first week laying on my parents' couch. I missed like three days of work. I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. I was just zombie-like. Seriously, I was like the walking dead. I I didn't know what to do or how to be or how to go about the next day. So I really just started maybe watching a bunch of sad movies and listening to a bunch of sad songs. So basically... These are my eight things that will help, or I feel that will help you get through a breakup or a heartbreak. There's many of these you will find online and probably see on YouTube, but these are just mine and and what kind of helped me uh, get back on my feet. Um, If if you want to come back and give us tips on how to get over a breakup or how to get over a heartache, we can definitely, you know, leave that to another episode. Or if you're not wanting to get over the breakup and you're running to get back with this person that's a whole other episode as well but for now this one is going to be about how to get over it so my stages of or tips of getting through a breakup the first one shock and investigation so basically this is the stage where you're like why did this happen what happened what did i do you're playing detective you're looking at old texas old pictures You're just looking for answers. You're just in shock. You want to know what happened. That's kind of like the first initial feeling I think you have. I don't know, Jay. Would you agree with me on that? Um. When it's not you who made the decision to end things? I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, most definitely you you try to find the meaning, the reason. Mm -hmm. You try to find out why... why this happened i guess if you invested so much um i mean it's just like any purchase that's um, true you're looking at the warranty yeah what's in the fine print <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's the first stage i think that i've always experienced the second stage which is one of my favorites i don't know why but feeling sorry for yourself I love this stage because you just cry and you cry and you cry. You may find yourself crying yourself to sleep, randomly crying at work, which I have done a few times, or even crying while just like watching a cooking show or something. But anything can trigger you at this point. But you should allow it to happen. That's what I've learned. Listen to those sad songs, watch those sad movies, watch those YouTube videos. Sometimes I create playlists on YouTube or Spotify for this sole purpose. Some of the songs I can tell you that I've played to death, a lot of Sam Smith, a lot of Adele, Selena Gomez, Post Malone, Dido, Sade, Madonna, Joni Mitchell. I don't know, Jay, what are some of your favorites? You know, I want to interject with that, with the, okay. with the whole Madonna thing. Okay. Um, because yes, I am a playlister, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I actually playlist for rage, not to feel sorry for myself. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> Why didn't get to the rage playlist yet? This is okay, just the okay. feeling sorry for yourself playlist. No, no, no. This is this is like I will listen to those sad, you know, heartfelt, you know, breakup songs. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't take me to their place. It takes me to a place of rage. <laughs> but funny enough, recently <laughs> with the recent one. <laughs> Um, I did the playlisting thing and I was like, you know what? What's missing in this is Madonna. And in researching Madonna's songs, Madonna doesn't dwell. We talked about this. She doesn't dwell on this. She's like, oh, okay, this fucking happened, whatever. But yeah. all right, bitch, yeah. I'm a Madonna. I'm Madonna. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think I mentioned that the, <clears throat> her one song, The Power of Goodbye. Yeah, still. Which, nope. Which is one I go to. But then you were like, nope. And I was nope. like, you're right. No. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. She's kind of in the middle between rage and moving on and, I don't know, being sad. I don't Pretty know. Pretty much. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. That happened. Yeah. But I, I think I like to start off with the really sad ones I'm first. Then as you start feeling better, you move on to like the pink and those Christina Aguilera's Alanis Morissette Kelly Clarkson Alanis Morissette you know the, <laughs> let me burn your house down type let me tell you, things Jagged Little Pill exactly that was my that was my that was yes. my jam for like a couple of weeks that ago that is an <laughs> awesome album to listen to but yeah so I, I think you just it's kind of in stages but that always helps me I, I let myself listen to all of those sad songs and then movies I lay on the couch vegging out watching movies like Waiting to Exhale. Oh, God. The Breakup. Wedding Singer. Swingers. Two can play at that game. Pretty in Pink, my favorite. Even Twilight New Moon. If you haven't seen Twilight New Moon, there is this scene where Bella sits in her room for like months, every day, staring out the window, feeling dead inside because Edward left her. So, yeah, I've been there. I felt like that. Eat ice cream. Lay in bed all day. Just let yourself feel that way. Jay, have you done that before? No. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But it helps. <laughs> no, it does help. No, it, do, it totally helps to get into the feels and all that and everything. Um, and I attempted it. You know, we did talk about this. I did attempt That's it. That's right. And I was like, you know, I tried to put myself in all that. But I came to a point of clarity, like really at the beginning stage of that, which really pissed me off even more. So, yeah. You, no. you became enraged again. I didn't actually. I didn't become completely <laughs> enraged, but it was more of a. It was more of a. <sighs> I couldn't be pissed at that person. I couldn't be pissed at myself. It was just over. I think we did a podcast yes. on this, and I was very nice in the way I explained things, which I really want to cut all that out. But <laughs> <laughs> leave it in. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, no. I, I go straight to rage. See, I, I need to work on going straight to rage because I definitely do not go straight to rage. I let myself be sad and torture myself for like, I don't know how long. Um, which leads me to the next stage or tip, which is blame. Basically, you're blaming yourself. Why wasn't I good enough? What did I do wrong? It kind of reminds me of going back to our rejection episode where we talked about why do we feel rejected? Um, and I was thinking about that uh, when I was preparing this this episode. But basically, we're blaming ourselves for the failure of the relationship. Um, or it can be completely opposite. You're, you're blaming yourself for being a fool and believing whatever your partner did or didn't do or said. And it can really both work both ways, but you're just blaming yourself for everything that went wrong. Um, the next phase is something that I have a lot of 
trouble with, especially now in the social media days, purging. <laughs> purging them from your life. Purging them from your social media. Deleting them from Facebook. Deleting them from Instagram. Deleting them from Twitter. Deleting them from Snapchat. Deleting them from WhatsApp, Viber, Line, whatever application <laughs> you have them on. Delete them. But why do that? Then they can't see. Well, you know, I thought about this. And, and that's one reason why this is so hard for me. Because there's a part of you that's like, I want them to see how beautiful I look or how sexy I look. Or I want them to see I'm going out with my friends. And I want them to see who this random guy is with me in the picture I just posted. Or I want them to see that I'm happily moving on without them. Or I want to post, like, you know, subliminal, you know, status updates and then really <laughs> aiming it toward them. But then there's that other side where you're like, oh, I don't want to see them, you know, checking in at some bar. Who are they with? I don't want to see them in this picture. They look so handsome and cute and I miss them. I don't want to see, I don't want to see anything that's going to trigger me. Well, see, that's why you unfollow them. But well, that's hard for you to do. It is. It is. And, and it basically is because as soon as I see something that triggers me, like if he checks into, I don't know, a bar, I'm thinking, okay, I know he's not there by himself. Who is he with? You know, even though no one's tagged, you know he has to be there with somebody. Or he posts a YouTube video with a song and you're like, who is this song for? Is he thinking? Does he miss me? Does he? Like, you know, you do, all these thoughts go through your head and it just triggers me. And this makes me cry even more. Or if he posts something where he's like out having a great time with friends and there's a picture there and he's smiling, you're like, oh my God, I'm crying my eyes out here. And here he is having a great grand old time. And it just makes me feel worse about myself. Right. So I think it's good to purge yeah. them completely. And this goes all the way down to blocking them from your regular phone number and text messages. I did the mistake of deleting one of my exes from all of my social media, but I didn't block them from my regular phone or text. And what did they do? They texted me one day randomly when I was not prepared. Hey, what are you doing? How are you? I ignored them for several days, but they continued to do it and they continued to do it. And what happened? I fell right back into the trap. Mm. So it's good that you completely purge them from everything. I don't know, Jay. Do you still agree with what I'm saying, or you're still like, no, I want them to see what I'm doing? No, doing. no, I, th I, th I think it's good. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a cyber stalker. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> like, you know, of course, you know, recent one. Um, I waited for months to even accept <clears throat> a friend request, and, I, and you know, I do that with anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't. Anybody who sends me a friend request, I will wait for months before I even accept yeah. you. Um, but when I accept people, I don't follow them. Oh, okay. So my timeline is actually quite boring because I don't see people's updates. Oh. Because you know, I'm selfish that way. Yeah. <laughs> I just want them to see mine. I don't care about yours. So I do that with anybody. Yeah. Um, so That's yeah, no, I mean, he's still on my social media and... That's a smart thing he to do. He still sees all of mine, but... You don't have to see any of his. I don't see any of his. You know, what's funny is what I did is with with my last ex, um, I deleted him from everything. I thought, oh, here I am, high and mighty, deleting him from everything. And then, of course, we got back together. And then I requested him to add me back to everything. He was like, no, you deleted <laughs> me from everything, so now you're going to suffer. 
I didn't delete you, you deleted me, so I'm not gonna add you back. <laughs> I've gotten to this huge argument over it. You better add me back right now. And of course he finally did, but it's just funny that I put myself Well, in. of course, you know, it gave him time to go delete all the girls. Of course, he was with. of course. Oh, you know, delete all the posts and, and whatever else pictures he had on there and I don't know, fix his settings. Who knows what he did? But yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, the next tip I would have is distractions. Mm. I really want Jay to chime in on this one because I think he and I will disagree on some of this. But first off, with distractions, you want to surround yourself with family and friends. Lean on them, you know, vent to them. We all have that one, I think, family member or friend that they will pick up that phone and they will just talk to you for hours. So they'll just let you cry and vent and tell them whatever you want to tell them. My cousin is like that, actually. I will call her and say, I just need you. I need to talk to you. And I will just tell her. And she will just sit there listening to me until it's time for me to go to sleep. And I think nowadays, especially with social media and texting and things like that, people don't take the time right. to actually have a conversation on the phone. So if you have that one person, I would definitely say go to them. Um, the other thing is, you know, try to be social again. Go out with your friends to dinner or, or have a drink or a movie or, or do something like that. But the one thing I think I would avoid doing, which maybe I think Jay might not agree with me, is avoid using someone else as a distraction to help you get over that person. I actually agree on that. Oh, do you? I okay. do, but I don't agree on distractions, and I don't agree on that. I, I don't think you should go out falsely to get over something. I think you should try your best to just go on and live your fucking life. True. Because all you're going to do is you're going to distract yourself for a couple hours or whatever it is and come back home and think about it again. Versus you going out there and truly just being like, you know what? Fuck this. This is done. It's time for me to live my life again. And living your life, you're going to come back home after a good night of hanging out with your friends or family. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you're going to go to sleep just thinking about the good night you had and not come back to your problem. That's true. You know, by actually not trying to distract yourself. That's and true. definitely, if you're fresh out of something, and I say this because I don't follow this advice, <laughs> you don't jump on the first thing that comes around. In my case, the first six things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry for the outburst laughter. <laughs> well, you know, Jay, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone. You know that. That's no, no, the expression. I, you know, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> and I've used that many times. Um, but the unfortunate part with that is, and I'm a very huge person who believes that transference of emotions is mm. very easy. And that's how you get the rebound. Exactly. And you're using somebody else. Exactly. In that aspect. Exactly. And that's what you want to kind of get away from. Exactly. You know, I mean, if you're going to go out there and have a one night stand, well, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, with me, I think I'm too into emotion and, and connecting, and I, I feel like I'm hurting that person or using that well, person. I just can't. your vagina is attached to your fucking I, heart. It is. That's why. It is. So I just, I, I have trouble with that. But I know that people do that, and I, and I know it helps. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like me and, and my friend Jess, we, we always have this thing where we have what we call our fan clubs. And our fan clubs are those group of guys that you have just waiting in the wings that you probably will never be in a relationship with, but they're always complimenting you and <laughs> building your ego and, and telling you how beautiful you are and how sexy you are and how wonderful you are. And whenever you're going through a breakup, the fan club is there. Well, you see, I prefer to have that during sex. Oh. Not just somebody 
casually telling me that. See, I, I, I just have them, like, just waiting yeah. when, when I need it, you know, when I need it. Yeah. But you got to be careful with that because if you're feeling vulnerable, uh-huh. it's not really good to kind of go to that uh-huh. at times. But, but basically what I'm saying is have these distractions, you know, and, and maybe, you know, like I said, go out a little bit and dress up, look pretty, feel good about yourself. But this is also very risky when you do this because, bam, he may be there. Out. <laughs> where you're going out you may see him or worse you may see him with somebody else this is true <laughs> yes this, this actually did happen to me oh my gosh this actually did happen to me and i think i remember telling you that mm-hmm. like my i was like i'm not gonna go out i'm not gonna drink like you know whatever and then my brother actually told me he convinced me go out go see your friends at the bar <clears throat> you, know, you haven't been out in forever you know just get an uber just go out yep. and i did and I go to the bar and I turn around and I actually run into one of his friends. Oh, great. And, you know, we're actually cool or whatever. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? Yada, 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 whatever. And then he's all like, oh, well, look who I'm with. Yeah. And it's like, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just ruins your whole night, ruins your whole purpose of the night. Oh, yeah. No, completely. I completely. Mean, this has happened to me many times. Because he's looking sad and pathetic there drinking. He's like, he's having a really bad night. I don't know why. Because he's a fucking dick. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> but the worst of it is, is when, and I know I've had this experience, where you're going out with your, your friends, you're trying to get over this idiot, and then you see him there with another girl or guy or whatever. And you're like, what well, my the case hell? Would be whatever. You're like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, of all the places you could have gone to, why did you come to my place? Like, why? Oh, yeah. Like, why did you come here? And then you just start to feel depressed again, which leads you to the next stage of relapse, which is <laughs> relapse and withdrawal. You go back into the whole crying, the whole blame. What did I do? I miss him. I want to call him. I, everything that you worked on up to now has been destroyed. Where Lady Antebellum comes in. Exactly. Because of you bumping into him when you were trying to get over him. It happens. And sometimes you have to start all over. And, and that's just part of of the process but once you do that you then are able to go to the healing uh, stage which is basically healing therapy life coach whatever you have to do to explore your emotions and be able to express your thoughts I know I found that going to therapy or going to a life coach helps because you're talking to somebody who doesn't really know you at all true and can't judge you based on your past or based on what they know of you already or who you've dated before or whatever. And and it's kind of there for them to listen to you and not judge you. I want those. I always find out, I always find the judgmental pricks. See, yeah, no. See, this is why I canceled my therapy session for today. <laughs> I was like, too much has happened this week, weekend. A lot has happened to you I'm this like, week. you know what? I don't want to talk to you today. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I find that this helps because it helps you express your thoughts and, and actually kind of find yourself with the guidance of somebody else i'm with you on that i mean i i advocate therapy to the fullest extent definitely helps and i think also like doing other things like watching a ted talk those are very helpful um i don't know if anybody out there knows who matthew hussey is he's a relationship coach he is awesome if you have never watched his youtube videos you need to watch them he actually just broke up with camila cabello actually she broke up broke up with him for what's his face Sean Mendez I think so upgrade yeah so yeah so he has the most awesome videos the most helpful videos I don't know I mean if he had if he had a I mean if he had a girl break up with him well yeah but you don't know why 
I mean, I'm. I, I, is his information valid at this we, point? We don't know the story. I don't know. But I, I just like him. So if you have a chance, check out his relationship uh, <laughs> advice on YouTube. Cause Those I, who can't do, teach. I really love him. Um, but yeah, or listen to your favorite relationship podcast. You know, that may help you as well. Cupid's arrow hurts more than a root canal. What? Let's say that again. Cupid's <laughs> arrow hurts more than a root canal. The alcohol's already getting to him. But anyways, yeah. So, I mean, that I helps. smoking a cigarette. That helps too. <laughs> Um, and one of the things that I've found that helps that I used to really struggle with is creating new memories. And what I mean by that is there's those places you avoid because maybe you went there together and you remember being there with that person and you don't want to go back there because it's reminding you of, of the time that you were there with them. Well, no, go back to that place and create a new memory. I know with my ex, the one I just told you the story about, I hated going to comic conventions because I went to my very first comic convention with him. We used to go to tons of comic conventions. We went to San Diego Comic Con together. And I, for like years after we broke up, I refused to go to another comic convention. Now look at me. I'm working for a comic convention. I have met the most amazing people working for a comic convention and created the best memories and made the best friends. Jay is one of them. So I have totally replaced that negative old bad experience with a new one with a new negative old bad experience. <laughs> that is true but i definitely would recommend going to those places you're avoiding and creating new experiences um and of course my last tip or piece of advice for getting through a breakup would be self-love um take yourself to the movies take yourself to dinner uh, the money and the time that you would have normally spent on him or her, spend it on yourself. Get yourself a toy, some lube. <laughs> there you go. That helps as well. But, like, I know that I never do that. Like, I never give myself love. I spend so much time and go out of my way for other people, but I don't do it for myself. And that's what my therapist told me as well. So I've been learning to do this. Uh, I, I've been... I w I've been going out to eat by myself when nobody can go with me. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go here and eat by myself. Yeah. And I used to, like, be afraid to do that. I don't know why. I thought it was, like, weird. Uh, going to the movies by myself I thought was weird. I haven't done that yet. It's amazing. But I want to explore that. Um, but, like, today I went to go eat by myself. Um, a couple weeks ago I went to go eat by myself. And I felt okay. And I looked and next to me there was somebody else eating by themselves. So I didn't feel as weird. But basically, you know, just loving yourself. Have a challenge. Do that on Valentine's Day. Oh, my God, no. I can't. <laughs> but treating yourself um, and just treating yourself well and appreciating yourself, basically. I know that my biggest mistake is I made my ex the center of my life. So <sighs> he destroyed me. He destroyed my life at the time. And I depended so much on him for my happiness. And I realized that I shouldn't have been so codependent at the time. So this is something that, that I'm learning, you know, not to do anymore. And, you know, it's true. No one will ever be like your ex. You will never find anybody like your ex. Yeah, they'll but be it, better. But it doesn't mean exactly <laughs> that you won't find someone better than your ex. And you have to know that no one will ever be like you either. No one can, re can fill your shoes for that person. Um, it's their loss, not yours. Um, and, and you've got to really come to that realization when we're going through a breakup or heartache. See, I see this differently. Okay, tell me. <clears throat> because, yes, it's their loss, not yours type of thing. It's kind of a self-empowerment thing. And the intention is right. But... 
people's minds are too fragile to really understand that, to be quite honest, because the truth of the matter is, it really isn't their loss. And it's not your loss. You guys didn't work out. You just didn't work out. You really have to look at this in a point of, you just weren't right for each other. Unless they were a complete asshole. You just weren't right for each other. The person that's right for that person is somebody who wants a complete asshole, which there are people out there who want a complete fucking asshole. That's true. You know, that's what makes them happy. It doesn't make them feel bad about themselves. It makes them feel good about themselves. That person is right for the asshole. That's true. Never thought about it like that. Like you just have to under you really just have to take that in and just be like, okay, fine. Fuck it. I wasn't right for this person. This person wasn't right for me. It's over. Yes. Did you invest time, lube, and whatever? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And you can't get that back. (laughs) But (laughs) you can actually make space for the next person. That's true. That's true. And, you know, just when you feel you're healing, you're getting back on track, you're feeling strong again, you're living life again, you're loving life again, boom. You punch them in the nose. No, you punch them in the nose. Well, no, let me rephrase that. He comes back, then you punch him in the nose. Um, I hope it hurt. But that, my friends, is for another episode. (laughs) I once again thank you for listening. Feel free to send me your tips for getting through your breakup uh, or even your music or your movie playlists. Uh, and don't forget to visit my Instagram page at Cupid's Arrow or head over to Facebook at Cupid's Arrow. Hurts more than a root canal. Thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs>